Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Gentlemans, welcome to the podcast today. Musicals taught me everything I know. We're going to talk about um, our KB's favorite musical mm-hmm. in just one moment. But first, introduction time. My name is Miranda Selwood. At me, at me at the table. <laughs> this is going well so far. <laughs> Joining me at the table, Julie Eisentrager. Kristen Barros. And Zane C. Weber. We know our names. Stop laughing at my introduction, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everyone else was laughing. I just wanted to be part of the cool kids. I'm still learning how to be in charge of stuff. You're doing really well. Thank You're, you. It's yeah. mostly boob choreography, though. <laughs> I wish that everyone could see it. <laughs> you can hear it. I'm sure that you can. It comes across. It's um, implied. Well, before we get started, uh, we're going to talk about uh, what show, KB? Dear Evan Hansen. That's a very new show. It is a very, very new show. Currently the most popular show on Broadway? Probably, possibly. the history section of today's talk. Yeah, I will tell you all about it (laughs) in just a second. Uh, We're going to get onto that in a minute. But uh, any Broadway news for this week? (sighs) It's not Broadway news, but it is musical news. Mm -hmm. I'll take it. A little story popped up in my Facebook feed the other day about a possible reboot of Little Shop of Horrors movie version. And how did it pop up in your news feed? Uh, Miss Julia Eisentrager (laughs) forwarded it to me and I was like, I have a problem with this. What is the problem? My problem is why? Why? (laughs) Well, generally, generally... Rebooting it, remaking it, mm-hmm. unnecessary. Well, yeah, just when you the musical. already have perfection. Yeah, well, yeah. Just when stop. you have two versions of the story already it's on or, film, they're, they're both great. Yeah, my real issue with it comes down to the casting. Who's who's in the cast? Well, <laughs> I don't have a pro- problem with Seymour, which they, they they've proposed Josh Gad. As as okay. a Seymour, I can see him doing a That's Seymour. Fine. He does that kind of goofy right. nerd thing. They're Audrey though. Their pick mm. for Audrey. Now brace yourselves, ladies. This I'm braced. Is, this is Miranda. You're not 
Yeah, you are kind of braced. Yeah. I'm quite braced. <laughs> I have assumed the brace position. Brace, brace, brace. Okay. Oh, I, oh, I'm having trouble saying it. Rebel Wilson oh. as Audrey. And moving on from Broadway news. <laughs> um. So I just want to rant a little bit because she's the absolute wrong pick. Mm. No. No, make her if she has to be in the movie. Make her one of the the Ronettes or she'd be great for that. Yeah, Wouldn't she? she'd actually be really you good. Could even have a female plant. Even have a female Audrey too. Yeah, maybe she is playing Audrey too, and the... they've just left the little Roman numerals off. Maybe, maybe, maybe. it was a typo. It was a typo, guys. If it was a typo. It was a typo. Like, I don't. I can't. It hurts. Yeah. Any typos any, hurt me too. Any of the they other hurt women me in my soul. from Pitch Perfect, mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah, could be uh, Britney like, Snow. I think would do oh, great. Would Britney Snow. Beautiful. She's top of my At, list. Yeah, um, and not so much Anna Kendrick. I don't think she would, she would be great for <laughs> one of the girls. Who, as but well. who's the girl who ended up marrying the dude from Pitch Perfect? Anna Camp is that Anna her? Camp, yeah, yeah, I think she'd be so awesome. So Britney Snow and Anna Camp, the two yeah. natural blondes. Um, Natural. <laughs> Although that's not the reason why. No, I right, think right. they would just no. be really. I was suited. I was thinking even uh, Esther Esther Dean who played Cynthia Rose. So she's the she plays a lesbian in in Pitch Perfect. I think she would be great. Oh, she's the one that's a dancer in real life. Yes. Yes. No, I still yeah. can't pick her. She's. A I'll go back and watch. Life. Okay, I'll go back and watch Pitch Perfect. Well, if if you must, I will. <laughs> it's okay. Also, Skyler controversially, Austin. any of the girl Ghostbusters. I would pick over Rebel Wilson no, if, if you're after that kind really of humour. Oh my goodness, I would, I would no. love to see Kate McKinnon. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, Audrey. I, I just saw Kate McKinnon in something else and she was terrible, so no. Which is really big for me to say that because she's about really. The one she plays an Australian in? Yes. I, her. No. <laughs> you're going to have to speak up a little bit she louder. Was, she was she great. Was Kate she McKinnon is great. one of my heroes. Yeah. It was awkward. But I if you need a Rebel Wilson type, Go Melissa McCarthy. Now, why are we so perturbed? No, is the real question. Okay. Is it because of her? I think look, her, her comedy style and yeah. the character of Audrey don't really they don't, don't blend. Know. But look, she may surprise us and be able to turn on the ingenue. I've um, kind of deal. Consumed more Rebel Wilson movies in my time than I'm comfortable admitting. Yeah. That's and okay. I've never seen her play a character that isn't Rebel Wilson. Yeah. And I've seen her sing Poor Unfortunate Souls from Little oh, Mermaid. That. Uh, and that was not good. I that find does it. seem like more the type of role that she would be suited to, though. Yeah, yeah. it does. The kind from of the a character big, brassy uh, yeah. character song rather than the, yeah, Interesting. Downtrodden, yeah. doesn't think much of herself, Audrey. Exactly. So yeah, I just wanted to get not... that out there because we, we covered Aladdin. I don't have a huge problem with Will Smith, but I think they're better cast. I have a real problem with Could Rebel Will Wilson. Smith play Audrey? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. now attraction. I would like to see him as uh, Mushnik. Oh, Will Smith is Mushnick. Did, did they announce anybody else? No, they, they said all, it is still only very kind of... Uh, speculative, yeah. like they've just said that these two names are attached if it goes ahead. Right. So. It could be. Well, no. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It brings me to like the Wicked, Wicked the movie has announced like 16 different casts, so yeah. we could never see the, the remake. I feel like Wicked is always been talked about that. This is something that they're just like, we're going to do this now. Let's yeah, do it. but will they? 
I don't, I, they, this two, these two people like we're talking about is very up in the air. It's no. not. Yeah. It's At not, one point last year, 2016, there were three. No, there were three Wizard of Oz reboots, remakes, do not remake. The Wizard of Oz. In that the works and okay. Wicked. I won't, Katie. I promise you that I will never. You've done it already. Remake. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Let's move on. Okay, let's well, move on. It's okay. Are you okay, Zane? I will be. I will be okay. <laughs> Getting to know KB. KB's here. I'm here. We're going to do our uh, getting to know our guest quiz. Patented. Mm. Is it patented? We didn't just take not it from painted. BuzzFeed. Pa- I can't. I've got a marshmallow in my mouth. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Super professional here. Clearly another marshmallow episode <laughs> brought to you. <laughs> hey, that's not canon. Production. Oh, we don't have sponsorship. Yeah, oh, but Pascal, if you're interested, please get in contact yeah, with us. Yeah, absolutely. In the meantime, let's get to know KB. KB, KB. KB, 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 We're going to start with which musical character would other people compare you to? I think, <laughs> and not necessarily in personality, but in look, um, it'd definitely be uh, Lucy from You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Oh my yeah. gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is okay. I'm okay. I get ca- uh, compared to cartoon that. characters a lot, actually. Daria, um, Velma that's, that's from Scooby Doo. Like, <laughs> so I'm okay with that being my musical doppelganger, I guess. <laughs> All right. A little bit of peanuts. Uh, which, calm down, Julie. <laughs> which musical character would you like people to compare you to? Maybe from the non cartoon spectrum. Maybe from the non cartoon Unless um, you want some cartoon. Do you want to be a cartoon? Um, Look, I'm okay with being a cartoon. I don't really know. Um, There are a lot of uh, characters out there. There are. Um, It's a hard question to answer. It is a hard question to answer. I mean, we'll do your dream role in a minute. Mm. But it's who do you want to be? Be like that. Not not play. No. Be. Um. I, Mrs. Lovett. Mrs. Mrs. Lovett. Everyone is uh, Mrs. Lovett. Um, Ariel. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Ariel. No. Um. I actually. I. I don't. I don't Belle. know. Just all the Disney. Just ones. all the Disney. Prin- no. I just want to be a Disney you princess. princess. You just I just want to be a Disney. Oh, I would like to see you. you as well. Thank you, guys. Let's do it. <laughs> I want to play the wardrobe Next. again. So it's perfect. Okay. Next twenty-four okay. hour musical, maybe then. <laughs> Oh, look. We'll think about it. Guys, <laughs> I already um, know the script. Yeah, let's go with that. Bell's a nice Speaking one. Speaking of 24-hour musical, mm. um, what's your dream role? My dream role at the moment, it chop and changes all over the place. I'm not very loyal to my dream role. It's very bad. <laughs> this, this week, today. This week is, um, it's probably a tie between um, Rose from Dogfight and Zoe from Dear Evan Hansen. So it's very Classic yeah. and Paul oriented, my dream role at the moment. Have you Lyrically told them raised. about that? Um, I will. Pasek <laughs> and Paul, hey, guys. They could write you a role that's like a Disney princess character Esk. in the voice of well, Julie's Lucy. From... Runner, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Hang on. No, I wasn't even paying attention. I was doodling. Dear Pasek and Paul. Dear dudes. <laughs> dear dudes. Could you right, do us a solid and put KB 
in her very own musical. Thanks, guys. Loves and kisses. Julie. Included is a small nude picture. <laughs> That'll do it. I don't know if they like it. All right, let's food. move on to your favourite Sondheim show. Okay, I have been thinking a lot about this question, okay? Mm. And I've had, had four to, weeks to I've had, I know, I've had to break it down because, like, Sondheim isn't necessarily my favourite, like, it's not my go-to kind of musical uh, collection. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not what you put on um, to Sondheim relax is on nothing no. if not accessible, ladies. Accessible. <laughs> um, so my favourite Sondheim show that I have seen would have to be A Funny Thing. Yeah. Um, that was very entertaining with Who, good old Jeffrey Rush you, yes, in Melbourne. Yes, we saw yeah. that one. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he was great. Amazing. It was great. Amazing. It was great. Yeah. Good cast, fun. Um, Into the Woods is the one that I would want to be in. I would pay anything to play Little Red. Um, and But I think overall I have to go with Julie, like Sweeney Todd for me. Like it's that dark comedy love, wanting to be loved, finding love in this There's weird, so many twisted. Mm. Yeah. Vocally, yeah. Great. Yeah. Yes. All right, the go-to shower song. Um, it's uh, she used to be mine from Waitress or Aww. Somewhere Over the Rainbow at the moment. Oh, yeah. classic. Yeah, very classic. <laughs> um, you have to delete one musical from existence. Cats. <laughs> Didn't I, even get to finish the question. I like. I appreciate what it did for musical theatre, but like, and I will keep it there in history. But nobody's ever allowed to perform it again. That's what I would do. With That's cats. fair enough. <laughs> That's know? fair enough. So you're like, not going to erase it from, from the memory. Past, no, just from the future, future history. From now on, yeah. future history. Sorry, gone. guys. No, cats is not That's my favourite. Like, I don't think anyone's going to discover anything new through the show Cats. No, unless. Well, I'm pretty sure they have a sexual awakening. To cats. <laughs> Julie, <laughs> Julie. <laughs> It wasn't that big. Oh. If you want that explained, and then that's... you can be one of our Patreons. <laughs> that's yeah, true. That's, that's really awkward. Our... I can't explain myself now because, you know, it's a paid privilege. This feels like a really good place to move on. Yeah. Alrighty, time to talk show. Whoa. Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> KB, tell us all about it. I am in love with this show at the moment. I can't stop listening to it. Um, you and every teenage girl and ever. Every teenage girl oh. ever. Um, Dear Evan Hansen is written by Benj Pasek and Justin Paul with the book by Stephen Levinson. Um, for those of you playing at home, Pasek and Paul's other shows are A Christmas Story, James and the Giant Peach, Dogfight, Edges. They've written music for Smash, Sesame Street, Trolls, La La Land and the next best movie ever, The Greatest Showman, starring our very own Hugh Jackman and my favourite, Zac Efron. Bum, bum, bum. Hey, Zac. Um, so Dear Zac. <laughs> thanks for everything you've done for musical theatre, firstly. Secondly, He's please. our favourite guest on this podcast, yeah, yeah, Zac Efron. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Every when he finally comes on this podcast, I'm going to need to put you all in a room separated from him. No, but... We're all performers, so we can act cool, calm and collected, Zane C. Weber. Well, let's just really. hope. <laughs> I'm not that good of an actress. Um, 
I picked Dear Evan Hansen because Pasek and Paul's Edges was um, the first show that I got to I co-directed. So it was the very first creative show I got to be a part of. Um, or creative team I got to be a part of. And I have been in love with their stuff ever since. I think they're so clever and they're so um, so vulnerable in their storytelling, which I really enjoy. Um, yeah, a lot of their music is very kind of character focused and yeah. like character emotion focused. Yeah. Because um, Edge is, is a song cycle. It's so a song you can, cycle, yeah. yeah. That's, they started with that. Yeah. yeah. They, they, yeah, they do. They do love to tell a story. Um, so the musical uh, is based on an incident that happened to uh, Pasek during his high school days. They they don't really ever go into what it was, just that that's the, the catalyst of Dear Evan Hansen. Um, and they were, like, they started thinking about it about eight years ago. So it's been eight years in the making. They've been, like, thinking about it for a long time, which is good. Is that thinking, like... Working on it in like the background because they've done a lot Absolutely. of other work. They've done a lot of other work and a lot of other uh, like soundtrack work for films too, which I think takes uh, so much time and, yeah. and energy. Um, pro- a produce, I think their producer approached them about eight years ago. So the the, the drawing board started yeah. then, I guess. Yeah. Um, reading some workshops of the show commenced in 2014, so that's quite a long time mm. to wait, like mm. six years to then start workshopping it. And it, uh, let's see, it opened on Broadway in December 2016, so not very long ago. Um, before that, it was in Washington in 2015 and did its off-Broadway um in March to May of 2016. So it's very, 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 very new. Once it hit, that was a lot of varies. A lot of varies. Well, we do like to cover both classic musicals and the cutting edge of musicals. Cutting edge. Um, It has broken all Broadway box office records. It is currently playing to standing room only every night and it has been since it opened. Um, It broke even after eight and a half months. Um, and it starts mm. touring next year. It's just it has taken off, and I think that's largely to do with the story itself. Um, the musical has been so well received, and particularly Ben Platt's performance of yeah. Evan Hansen. I think people have seen him in uh, Pitch Perfect, and um, I had the pleasure of seeing him in Book of Mormon, and he's such an endearing actor to be given a role that was pretty much written for him without Pasek and Paul knowing him. (laughs) It's really incredible, you know. Um, So I think, too, it's interesting because this is a show based in in mental illness illness, and it's not the first show that we've seen. I mean, we've got Next to Normal and... And stuff like that. So it well, obviously it's from the same director as Next to Normal. Yes. Yeah. Next. Yeah. So it's um, yeah. Obviously, giving the audience something that they need to talk about, and it has the themes explored in the musical has allowed conversation to to ensue. And I think it's interesting um, that it has come out so close to a show like Thirteen Reasons Why. Like, there's obviously yeah. something mm. going on in America that that. Teenagers, particularly, are struggling, and we need to talk about it. And I, th- but I think that Dear Evan Hansen does do it in a way that's um, it's I don't tactful. Know, it's tactful. Yeah. It's not not necessarily positive, but I think it allows kids, particularly, to see that there is there is maybe a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, and just yeah. and I love the hashtag. You will be found. I think that is 
uh, yeah, let's just just know that there is life after high school and it's not it's not always as bad. Anyway, seven <laughs> Helen Hayes Award nominations. It won three, including most outstanding musical. And then this year's Tony's, it, it everything. won Let's everything. So everything. it was nominated Sorry, for waitress. nine. <laughs> it, <laughs> it had nine nominations and it won six, including best musical, best score, and best actor in a musical for Ben Platt. So it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a good one. It's for me. I like it. I um, I maybe Tony also liked it. Tony also liked it. Um, Antoinette, please. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I watched the bootleg of it the other day, and I was you crying from it. the second song to the very end. I was like ugly crying. It was just like. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's the thing. I listening to the music. Like there are a few male performances mm. that are as vocally emotional as Ben Platt yeah. is in this one. To be fair, like I don't think men get a great range of performances yeah. that they get to show that emotion through song. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like Ben Platt's performance really does sell. Absolutely. And sell he's it. so – I think he's so vulnerable and so willing to be vulnerable with it. But he's also – a legend, Ben Platt. You are amazing, and I applaud you for your commitment because he goes on full vocal rest when the shows are done on Sunday. He doesn't talk or socialize or go out until Tuesday night's performance. Like yeah, he, Ben Platt of Zac Efron any day. Uh, well, <laughs> depends what you're wondering him for, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm looking at Zac Efron for his like depth of character and yeah. emotional investment. <laughs> Yeah, so I think it has a lot of universal themes in it, that wanting to belong, to be loved, to fit in. There's something in all of us, young, old, middle-aged, that we just... um, I know what you're talking about. I've always been the king of my high school and social groups ever since. (laughs) I have not, which is probably why I I ugly cried. (laughs) I I think think most musical theatre people have at least a little bit of that outcast in them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. God help. Absolutely. The musical theatre people. <laughs> Miranda, no. Oh, couldn't help it. Couldn't help it. Well, that's kind of it, – it is a pretty short history of the show because it's very, 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 very Step new. one, write a show. Yeah. Step two, get Ben Platt in it. Yeah. Step three, win all the Tonys. Win all the yeah. Tonys. They're done, They're basically. Done. Uh, I mean, it, for me – Ben, Dear Evan Hansen is – I don't know what Ben Platt uh, – Dear Evan Hansen is kind Dear of ben the last oh, in, sorry. <laughs> in the uh, – in a series of like whirlwind musicals. Yeah. Like you have – I think the first one was Book of Mormon that was just like a cultural uh, touchstone for like everyone knew what Book of Mormon was and that it was unav- – tickets were unavailable and you had to pay like $600. Then came Hamilton and then Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. So it's really – part of this renaissance of musical theatre as popular culture or yeah, like truly yeah. popular culture. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, too, I mean, I guess we'll talk about this more in production elements, but like the set itself is so... <laughs> it's, maybe not. Julie's giving me the face. <laughs> <laughs> you do what you do. You know, of, of screens of uh, social media feeds yeah. and bringing all of that, that world and into a, sh- a show of how viral does it get 
and what goes viral and how yeah, do we yeah. make things yeah. go viral and yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Is that? Oh, that sorry. Stop stealing my job. Oh, you just get so entranced with I what do. everyone I else is saying. I do. I was listening. I'm like, yeah, cool story. Yeah. Keep talking, KB. <laughs> and uh, Katie's like, I can't. I don't. I, don't I know can anything. keep talking if you want, but it will be mostly about Zach Efron. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll leave it there. <laughs> And now it's time to throw to Zane. Zane? That's Zane. me. It is. Tell us. Oh, tell no. us what happens. Okay. In Dear Evan and Hansen. <clears throat> Strap in because it's a... It's a... It's Hell a, of a ride. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a long one. Because it's all emotions. Once upon a time. And interpersonal relationships. Oh, and the dark, dark forest. Okay. No forest. <laughs> okay. Well, an orchard. Not a forest. Okay, so there are three three sectors of the cast. We have the Hanson family, the Murphy family, and the Everyone classmates. Oh. So Hanson family, we have Evan Hanson. So he's a high school senior, uh, struggles with social anxiety disorder. He's assigned by his therapist to write letters to himself about why each day will be good, which becomes the catalyst for the plot of the story. Letters such as, Dear Evan Hanson, yes. you're awesome. Today will be a Love good day me. because... Yes. Uh, he also has never had any friends and has had a crush on Zoe Murphy for a very long time. Oh, darling. Then we have Heidi Hansen, who's Evan's mother. She's a nurse's aide who attends law school at night. So she, she sounds busy. Well, she is busy. She tries to connect with Evan, but, you know, she struggles because she doesn't understand what he's going through. So, you know, regular mum stuff. <laughs> and single mum, poor thing. Mum stuff gets me. Mm. Parent, oh, parents and kids gets me. Yeah. Mm. So then we have the Murphy family. So they're kind of a rich, a, a, a wealthy family uh, that attend the same school as, and their children attend the same school. So Zoe's part of this family uh, is sister, younger sister to Connor, who is also a high school senior and is also a social outcast with no friends, just like Evan. He uses drugs. Um, yeah, you know, he's just, you know, he's he's verbally abusive to his family when he's high. So he's not, either he's not a nice person or he's not in a good place. Uh, Possibly both. But he's very protective of Zoe even though he's not close with her and she kind of resents the verbal abuse. Cynthia Murphy is Connor and Zoe's stay-at-home mum. She uh, is trying to keep the family together uh, but she thinks that she's unsuccessful because... Connor is in such a bad place and Zoe and Connor don't like each other, et cetera, et cetera. So Larry Murphy is the father and he works hard to give the family an easy life but is emotionally distant. So, you know, that classic dad trope of mm. I work hard to put food on the table so I don't need to be actively involved in your life sort of thing. Classmates Alana Beck and Jared Kleinman. Uh, Alana is kind of the precocious, super go get academic extracurricular activity. The Hermione. Yes, the Hermione and Jared <laughs> Kleinman. she's more annoying than Hermione. She is more annoying mm. because she does, isn't as nice as Hermione. Well, so is it possible to be more annoying than yeah. Hermione? <laughs> Early Hermione. Early, Early Hermione. Hermione. Like, yeah, first book okay. Hermione. Yeah, yeah that's, oh. that's a good way to describe Alana. Uh, and then Jared Kleinman is another of Evan's classmates. He's the closest thing Evan has to a friend. He's kind of the son of a friend of the family. Uh, so 
but he only really talks to Evan so that his parents will pay his car insurance. It's kind of a... That's an interesting yeah. arrangement. How yeah. can I get that deal? It would be a good deal. <laughs> if anyone's looking fair, for a friend and wants to pay my car insurance... I, I once do. had to attend a local show, a carnival, with someone I did not like because my mother wanted me to be friends with this person to help this person be not a terrible person. And so they paid for me to go to this show with this person. It didn't end well. It was terrible. So <laughs> anecdote over. We're going to talk about that off air. <laughs> <laughs> story. Okay. <clears throat> Act one. Dun, dun, dun. Evan Hansen writes a hopeful letter to himself as an assignment from his therapist before his first day of senior year. Uh, his mother, Heidi, tells him to make new friends by asking people to sign the cast on his arm because he had previously broken his arm in a fall from a tree over the summer. Yep. In the forest. That's actually orchard. an orchard. In the orchard. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm with you. So across town, the wealthy Murphy family sit down to breakfast. Zoe and Larry berate Connor for getting high before school and Cynthia struggles with the fact that her family is falling apart and they oh, sing no. about it. They do. The, the they do sing about, about it. It's awkward. So at school, Evan runs into Alana and Jared. They both notice his broken arm, but neither one of them takes Evan up on his offer to sign the cast. Oh, Evan then has a physical altercation with Connor, prompting Zoe, uh, Evan's longtime crush, as referenced earlier, to apologise on her brother's behalf. And Evan wonders if, uh, you know, maybe it's just his lot in life to be ignored forever. The end. Then he sings about it. Oh, that's the end of the <laughs> show. <laughs> this is not a happy one. So Evan writes himself another letter. This time about Dear how Evan he's Hansen. yep, how he's given up on being uh, on it being a good year, and how he wonders if anyone would notice if he wasn't there. He remarks that all his hope is now pinned on Zoe, uh, even though he doesn't know her. So he prints it out at the school computer lab, and once again runs into Connor, who big isn't mistake. Big mistake. Why would you print it out? Don't print it out. Well, Connor it's isn't... an important oh. plot point, but... <laughs> Connor isn't as mean as he was in the morning. He offers to sign Evan's cast uh, and says maybe they could pretend to have friends now. Uh, but after signing the cast, he reads the letter and gets angry because he thinks that Evan wrote it to hurt him. And so he storms out and takes the letter yeah. with him. Yeah, he thinks that it's it's about... About him in terms of like being a bit socially awkward yeah, and socially yeah, outcast. Yeah, yeah. Just takes it the wrong way. Do they ever mention what drugs? No. Well, I'm important? just wondering what drugs is making him mean. I think it's just his surly, angsty teenageness. Okay. Yeah. Right. That makes more sense. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So a few days pass with no sign of Connor or the letter. And so Evan is. Worried about that. But then he's called to the principal's office where Connor's parents are and they find out that Connor committed suicide a few days before with Evan's letter in his pocket and they think that that is his suicide letter addressed to Evan. Because it hasn't been signed, but it doesn't say from Evan. It just says, Dear Evan Hansen. Mm. So they ask if he and Connor were close, as Connor had ever mentioned, having friends before. Uh, Evan attempts to explain, but of course he's overwhelmed, he panics, he doesn't want to further their grief, and so he uh, 
doesn't say that they weren't close and he agrees to go to their house to talk about Connor. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so begins. And so begins. Uh, so he tells all this to Jared, who advises him just to nod and confirm and nothing more. Instead, of course, he begins to fabricate an intricate story about him and Connor's friendship after seeing how distraught uh, Cynthia, Connor's mum, was about the loss of her son. <clears throat> uh, Evan claims that he and Connor had kept up a secret email correspondence. Oh, Evan. It's very high school, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so later, Heidi, Evan's mum, mentions hearing about Connor's death, but Evan tells her not to worry. He didn't know Connor. Uh, she says, well, why have you got his name on your cast? And he says, oh, no, it was some other Connor. Um, and realising that he needs evidence of the supposed secret email account, Evan gets Jared to help him create backdated email conversations. We'll come back later to how that's actually done in electronic world. But um, Jared's like yeah. a super smart IT dude. All oh, right, um, yeah, yeah, he, they can do it. He's the he's the go to. It's basically type. just hacker. <laughs> yeah. They hacked okay. it. They hacked, they hacked it. They hacked the Google. He already had a letter. Like it couldn't have been enough just to be like, oh no, we were old school. We wrote letters. Yeah. Because backdate letters. <laughs> Very easy to do. <laughs> Love letters. So Evan shows the Murphys Connor's emails. Cynthia is ecstatic that her son had a friend and asked to see more emails. Um, but Larry, uh, Connor's dad, is hurt that Connor took the family and the wealth for granted. Um, Zoe, who never liked Connor, refuses to mourn him uh, because she doesn't miss her brother because of his abusive behaviour towards her. Um, however, Evan then shows her the inverted commas suicide note uh, and Zoe notices that she's mentioned and asks Evan if Connor ever spoke about her. Evan, unable to tell her the truth, tells her all the reasons he loves her but pretends that Connor said them. Overcome with emotion, he impulsively kisses Zoe and she throws him out. Evan. So everything's going really well. Yeah. Well, he hasn't been caught out yet. So he's fabricated this relationship. Yeah. And is now sort of skewing that and using it to make himself part of... In part his of head, their... he wants to make them feel better and to to make sure they're okay through their grief, but also he really loves the fact that he's been welcomed into this family and yeah. he yeah. has somewhere to belong. So Evan, Evan notices that people starting to forget about Connor and wants to prevent what happened to him from happening to anyone else. So spurred on by his perceived spirit of Connor, so Connor comes back as a ghost and talks in... It happens head. a few times during yes. the show, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Evan enlists Alana and Jared's help in founding the Connor Project, uh, an organisation dedicated to keeping Connor's memory alive and helping those like him. The three pitch the idea to the Murphys who agree to support the project. Um, at the official launch of the Connor Project, Evan gives an inspiring speech about loneliness and friendship with Connor, which goes viral after posted online. Zoe, overcome by the impact her brother and Evan have had on people, kisses him. <gasps> and that's the end. That's where it ends. Happy ending. Act one. Of act one. How <laughs> act one. 
No, Zay. I too. <laughs> Everything Please. goes wrong. Oh. Unravel, unravel, unravel. Yes, unravel, yeah. unravel. No more friends. All right, so Evan and Alana pitch a fundraising idea of the Connor, Connor Project's website. Uh, in memory of Connor, they want to raise $50,000 to get the abandoned apple orchard where Evan and Connor supposedly spent a lot of time in um, and where Evan broke his arm over the summer. Uh Um, Mm. Spurred on by his new relationship with Zoe and his newfound family in the Murphys, he begins to neglect his mother, Jared, and the Connor project. Jared attempts to weave himself into Connor and Evan's fabricated friendship via more fake emails, and Evan doesn't like that. Busting in. Busting in. Because it's happened. Um... So Heidi tells Evan that she saw the video of his speech on Facebook. So Heidi is Evan's mum. Mm-hmm. Again, very poorly treated. And asks why he didn't tell her about the Connor project or about he and Connor's friendship. He angrily responds that he didn't have time to because she's never around. He then goes off to the Murphys. And at the Murphys, Evan bonds with Larry, Connor's dad, over a baseball glove. And they mm-hmm. sing about it. That's probably my least favourite part of the show. Least favourite part of the show. <laughs> right there. Right there, ladies and gentlemen. KB yeah. does not like it. It's like the What's It Dr. Dillerman song of yeah. Wicked. That's the point. Oh. So Evan gets in a fight with Jared, um, who claims that Connor's death was the best thing that ever happened to Evan. And later on, Evan goes to the Murphys to discover that Zoe has invited Heidi over for dinner. Uh, Heidi, who had no idea that Evan had spent time at the Murphys, is mortified when Larry and Cynthia offer to spend the money they'd put aside for Connor's college fund to send Evan to school instead. After they return home, Heidi and Evan fight about how secretive he's being. Alana begins to find inconsistencies in the fake emails Evan received from Connor... And suspects that the whole story has been a lie. And Evan panics, asks Jared to help him, and Jared refuses. Because why would he? Mm. Uh, Evan decides he has to come clean with what he's done. Connor's spirit attempts to talk him out of it. Don't do it, don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Citing the happiness that he's given the Murphys and the fate of Evan's relationship with Zoe. But Evan doesn't back down. Uh, shouting that he needs the whole thing to be over. Connor is unconvinced and asks Evan how he broke his arm. Did he fall by accident or did he actually let go? Evan denies intent but Connor tells him that if he tells the truth, all he has will be gone and the only thing he will be left with is himself and he disappears, leaving Evan alone. Evan contacts Alana, who's... Convinced that Evan made up the friendship with Connor. In desperation, he tells her that he can prove it and sends her a copy of the suicide note, um, which she then publishes without permission. And again, it goes viral. Oh, the internet. The internet. Evan's distraught and goes to see the Murphys who have become the targets of hateful comments from people who believe that they're responsible for Connor's death. Uh, He walks in on the three of them Because of what's in the letter? Uh, Yeah, just in general. Like... There, there is a any widely publicised teenage suicide, it's more often than not that the family will get hate mail about how they didn't do the right thing by the, the child, etc. Um, where was I? 
Everything was going wrong. Everything was going wrong. Oh, he walks on on the Murphys fighting about why Connor really killed himself and then he finally admits that he fabricated the whole thing. Uh, Zoe and her mother run out and Larry turns away from Evan in disgust and then he sings a song about it. <laughs> Evan finds Heidi waiting for him at home. Um, she also saw the letter online uh, and immediately knew that it was one of Evan's therapy letters. Uh, she apologises to Evan for not seeing how badly he'd been hurting. Evan says that it wasn't her fault. He lied to her about all of it. And then he admits that he had, well, he vaguely admits that he had, the fall had been a suicide attempt. And so she sits him down and tells him about the day her, his father moved out and they have a moment. Then we fast forward a year later where Evan's still living at home uh, working at Pottery Barn to save money for college. He contacts Zoe um, and she agrees to meet him. Uh, they meet at the orchard that had been reopened in Connor's memory. Um, he thanks her and her parents for keeping his secret so they didn't tell everyone that he had lied about the whole thing and the whole thing had been a fabrication. Uh, she forgives him saying the whole thing had, been, had brought her family closer together. Evan asks why... She insisted on meeting at the orchard and she said that she wanted him to see it uh, because he kind of did it. He brought it back. Orchard. Metaphor. They share a gentle moment before they awkwardly part. Evan mentally writes himself one last letter on the impact he had on his community and finally accepting himself completely for who he is. The end. Insane. The end. It's long and convoluted and lies are told and found out. It's basically it. A little white lie that just excites and grew and grew. And then imploded. (laughs) So that's more than enough of Zane talking. Oh, gosh. The dulcet tones of Zane C. Weber. Alrighty, well, now it's my turn to talk about songs. Hooray, songs. Music. The music of the musical. All right. uh, So many great songs in this that I I will admit that I had not listened Mm -hmm. until... I told you to. The episode came up. (laughs) I'm going to listen to this over and over again and now I'm just listening to it over and over again for my own insane pleasure. So I really enjoyed learning... New show, new songs. Um, they are very catchy songs. They're, very They're catchy. catchy. They're very earworthy. They're yeah. super catchy. So um, the first one that started actually got me a little bit confused because the soundtrack, um, the two mothers in the story have very similar voices. Yes, they do. <laughs> so I was listening to the song and then she started singing in harmony with herself and I was like, what is happening? Do and all then, shows just do this now? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, same thing with Waitress last week, right? Um, so... And then I figured out there's two mothers. And then I actually thought, I'm going to look at the synopsis because I feel like this is going to explain <laughs> anything a little bit more. Um, and then it all started to make a little sense. So um, the opening of the show, you you would expect, is going to be the Evan story. But mm. the first big musical number is 
two mothers yeah. singing about how they're having trouble connecting to their sons, one being Evan and one being Connor, who is going to disappear from the story shortly. Um, <laughs> then we hear waving through a window from Evan. And this, this for me, I think is one of the better known songs out of the show. It's yeah. sort of the signature tune, like... I imagine if they're ever going to send Ben Platt out to do promos, this yeah. is the song he's going to sing. Well, that's the first song they released before they released yeah, the album. Before the rest of the soundtrack. Yeah. They did a few of them, like teaser tracks yeah. early on, yeah. and this was the first one. And this one actually feels like a pop song to me. Yeah. it Formulaically and mm-hmm. lyrically the, and musically, just it feels like a completely standalone pop song that you would hear on the radio. And yeah. I'm surprised it's not sitting in the charts right now, but maybe we need to wait for someone to do a cover of it. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. How does that work? I don't know. Harry Styles. Picks Come on, it up radio. It's all over the place. But there have already been a few covers of it released, which yeah. have been really interesting versions of it. So, um, yeah, check out. Other versions of this song too, if you're YouTube? listening. YouTube it, man. Yeah, let's YouTube yeah it. there's a few different ones. Um, so I feel like we're going to see more versions of this song and it's going to be the one that is covered over and over again. Yeah. And I'm hoping that sooner rather than later we actually see this in commercial charts. Yeah. Because it deserves to be there just as much as Justin Bieber's baby or whatever. That yeah. I don't think now. that's there anymore. <laughs> no, it, it's not. Um, but, um, but the, <laughs> the equivalent. The equivalent, that is. yeah. Um, so uh, For Forever is the, um, uh, another really great uh, like build-up song. It's this positive story that Evan's singing about something that didn't happen Um, but it's really well written Mm. and for embodying the spirit of what's happening in that moment and or what didn't actually happen at all but um, I mean listening to the soundtrack before reading the synopsis or watching the show it's like what's happening (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you don't get um uh, a lot of the storyline in the songs, in yeah. the music itself, but the 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 songs pick up on these moments where then you see the people's reactions and things. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. where all the music sits in the show, and I think it's used really well. But also, that that song is, for all intents and purposes, the lie. Yeah, that, here that, it is. That starts. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's yeah. still plot driven music, yeah. but it can stand. Separate from the musical itself, yes. which is really yeah. cool. Yep. Um, the rest of the songs not so much as Waving Through a Window. That yeah. is like almost yes. completely standalone. Yeah. It probably could have gone anywhere in the order of the show yeah. and have been just as effective too. So anyway. Uh, the real earworm of the whole soundtrack for me is Sincerely Me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost like a little comedy number. Yeah. Um, it's got a little bit of back and forth. This is um, Evan and Jared writing the fake emails. The fake emails. Um, it's, it's a little bit of a – it's probably – would you say it's the only comedic number in the – in all the music, uh, yeah, and the it, staging of it is like, much. yeah, you t- it's a breath. May, you get little bits of comedy, and if I could tell her, a, uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little yeah. awkward, awkward. This is, I think, this is the only charm song. Yeah, that you could, you could. These yeah. are like <laughs> the, the charm. Bro, song. What's a charm bro, song? Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, for anybody who wants to know what a charm song is, <laughs> listen to Gutenberg, the Gutenberg, musical, and they'll explain, explain it. it. <laughs> Biscuits. Uh, yeah, so that's Sincerely, Sincerely Me um, is the real earworm. That's the one that just keeps getting stuck. I listen to the whole soundtrack and they keep going back <laughs> to that. Um, uh, a couple of the other standouts, um, if I could tell her, is Evan um, singing to Zoe. This is the... Uh, saying, making up yeah. things that uh, his her brother said to him about and her. And trying to frame things he thinks yeah. about her in a way that isn't creepy when it comes from your brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your brother was not it in love with is, you. It's um, creepy. But it's it's sweet and it has, it has a nice little rhythm to it mm. that sits yeah. really well in that, that subject matter. It's... Um, I, I think lyrically it's been really cutely done too. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a cute number. Um, getting into the emotional stuff, <laughs> um, Requiem, which uh, features all of Connor's family so but good. starts off with um, Zoe. his sister Zoe. And this is, you know, you listen to shows, particularly the first few times you listen to shows and you think, oh, that's the song. That's the song that I connect with. Yeah. That's the song that I want to I want to really sing along with or sing yeah. my version of. And Requiem is that for me, which yeah. I don't know what it says about me. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty sad. Um, but um, yeah, it's uh, just listen to it. Um, that's pretty yeah. much all I can say. Yeah. That one really touched me in my feels. Yeah. Requiem. Absolutely. Um, uh, the second act. The music doesn't, to me personally, I didn't feel like the second act music was doing anything much different from the first act. The first act was full of a lot of different things and then the second act was like, and now we're finishing it off. Yeah, a lot of them but were I think also, semi-reprise. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of reprises in there. But um, also I feel like the emotional points in the plot were all starting to feel very similar as well. Yes. So that's why the music all feels very much sort of the same. Um, but we do get that moment um, with that you say you were skipping the song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is uh, Connor, Dad's, Larry's song, um, which is, yeah, it, it does feel like the low point in the soundtrack. I think the moment but in I'm the sure story is really nice of like a dad being show. able to connect to yeah. a, a son character and a son character being able to connect to a dad type character even though they're not related in any yeah. way. It's really nice when you see it. I think musically it's hard to make that interesting. But yes. <laughs> yeah. well, especially, especially when, when they're s- not talking about anything real. Yeah. yeah, They're talking about this baseball glove and like that's a metaphor that you can only take so far before it's just ridiculous. Guys, <laughs> yeah. yeah. what is that a metaphor for? Baseball. Oh, baseball. Playing catch. Mm-hmm. Playing catch. And like taking care of the things. Yeah, it's taking like... care of a son or, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Nothing sexual this time, Julie. It's Sorry. okay. We'll, we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Good For You is uh, kind of the angry song. Mm. I feel like that's the point where everybody goes, ah, it's all gone to shit. (laughs) Ah, angry at you. Uh, It said much nicer in the song. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But but they've gone for a real rock feel in Mm. that. Mm. 
and I, that, which basically says angry teenager, yes, doesn't it? Yeah. And now rock and roll for angry <laughs> kids. Um, but in fact, it's actually most of the adults that are yeah. angry in that song. Um, there's another beautiful song, Words Fail for Evan, toward the end. Now, this is the song that I heard before I knew anything else about the musical because really? this was the one that he did on the late night talk show circuit. Oh. Uh, it was Words Fail. Which was strange because it's quite a long song and so many ups and downs and kind of yeah. like moments mm-hmm. in there. But again, credit out, to Ben Platt, like he pulled it off. Like he it pulled was, it off. Yeah. Out of the context of the show, I imagine that would be really hard to just yeah. pick up and yeah. deliver. Yeah. But just like click. Which is on. why I would assume Waiting yeah. Through a Window is your promo <laughs> yeah. song. Because it's easy. Yeah, well, e- easy easier. to get into. Yeah, yeah. because mm. it's internal yeah. a little bit more maybe. Um, but, yeah, Words Fail is uh, lyrically really touching, yeah. I, I found, um, as was the story from his mother in So Big, So Small. Mm. Oh, that song every time yeah. just. I've heard it like 120 billion times now and every time I'm a bawling mess. Surely you're hyperbolizing there. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it the music or the lyrics that, that do that to you? I think it's – I am very lucky to come from a very loving, nurturing family background and that idea – I think my big – and this is going to get pretty deep, guys. My biggest fear is for someone to wake up one morning and be like, I don't love you anymore and walk out the door. And I, I for me, the idea of – this woman just trying so hard to make sure she's done all of this for her kid and still doesn't feel like she's enough. Like, oh, oh, and she goes, I, and, and knowing that she probably will never be enough, mm. but she will continue to do exactly what she's doing and love him in exactly the same way and give him everything that he needs. Oh, I think it's Shout just, out to the mums. Yeah, mums, <laughs> you do great. Single mums. Too Single like mums especially, but <laughs> just mums yeah. in general. Yeah. <laughs> 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 On that note, I think we should stop talking yeah. about it. You mentioned my favourite song in the whole show. What's your favourite song in the whole show, Julie? Only Us. Between Zoe and Evan. The duet. Mm. The duet. I love that song. It just I brushed over me. Really? <laughs> I don't know. It's so pretty. Maybe I'm a heartless It is a very pretty song. It's pretty. pretty. I just, I just feel like there's so much in the other, see my in the other music. My introduction to Dear Evan Hansen was through um, a station I had on Pandora. So I had a waitress station, and it just played other things that it thought was similar. So every now and then I'd hear a song, and I'd be like, "Ooh, what is that? Like, what musical is that?" And I click it, and it would always be Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. So that was one of them. Only us. The only ones that really came up was Waving Through Windows, Only Us, Requiem, and Words Fail. Well, the only ones I've actually really heard. I haven't gone into much depth with the other ones. So I don't know the comic song at all. So what <laughs> 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 you were saying it's a real comic relief. I'm like, just take a note on that. Going <laughs> <laughs> to have to Google that later. See, we all learn things. <laughs> well, I promise that I'll give it another listen and give it another chance, Julie. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I okay. appreciate that. <laughs> talk about the cast now, Julie. We sure are. You're going to tell us all about <gasps> the cast. That's what I'm going to do. Dum, dum, Did dum, you dum. just drop the mic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I dropped mic. Or 
the pictures of Drake. I was just Googling. <laughs> so, dear Evan <laughs> Hansen cast, it's got a stellar cast or at least a few big hitters. Few in there. Within there. So, Evan Hansen is played by the amazing, uh, incredible Ben Platt. Tony Award winning. Tony Award winning now. Award winning. So... Many people, many, many people will know him, let's face it, from either Pitch Perfect, um, Pitch Perfect 2. But he was also um, Elder Arnold Cunningham in the Book of Mormon. Which he was so good. I'm so jealous that you saw him in that so role good. because it would have been so cute. He's adorable. Ben, you're adorable. I said it. <laughs> Out loud. Out loud. <laughs> Into a microphone. I don't think. Anyone would argue with you. And if they do, then <laughs> he is you're getting an angry Heidi Hansen is played by Rachel Bay Jones. Zoe Murphy is by Laura Dreyfus. Um, so she portrayed, um, not that I would, I quite seriously have not seen this, and I don't know if this person is a big deal or not in this show, but she portrayed Madison McCarthy in the Fox television series Glee. Anyone? I stopped watching Glee quite she, early on. She wasn't on. a huge deal in the show. Okay. Um, and Darren Chris was there, so my attention was <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was previously a cast member in the Broadway musical Once. Uh, and, yeah, she's pretty cool. She's a pretty cool lady. She's doing good things. Uh, Connor Murphy is Mike Fast. Fast, however you want to say that. Uh, now, this is the lady that I think is just the coolest. Just the tops. Cynthia Murphy is played by Jennifer Laura Thompson. Um, that name sounds familiar. Yeah. How does it sound familiar, Miranda? Uh, I don't know. Tell us more. Maybe <laughs> because she originated the role of Hope Cladwell in both oh. the off-Broadway and Broadway productions of <laughs> Year in Town. Which we Year talked about a couple of weeks ago. So go two back to ago. episode two. She received a Tony Award nomination for 2002 Best Leading Actress in the Musical Category for her performance as Hope in You're in Town. Uh, but that went to Simon Bunster, which we have covered off previously. Episode two. <laughs> um, Thompson is also really well known for being that first replacement actress uh, for the role of Glinda in Wicked. Mm-hmm. Like just after Christian Chenoweth, bam, damn, she was her. Uh, <laughs> July 20th, 2004. That is a long time ago, guys. <laughs> yes. Uh, did it for we 10 months. Some all of us were not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so she's just a cool lady. So she performed opposite Indina Menzel as well as Shoshana Bean. Wow. Oh, shosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that is probably the most notable of the cast members mm-hmm. would be those particular three. But it's a strong cast. I like it. It is a strong and, and cast. And again, the, there hasn't been much changeover because it's no. a it's very so recent fresh. show. I think yeah. Rachel has almost finished or is finishing and Ben Platt is also about to leave the show. Oh, it will be so interesting what happens yeah. to the show after Ben yeah. Platt leaves. And who takes over? They'll, I think they'll go for a name. Yeah. Zach Efron probably. <laughs> well, see, this is this is the the one show I just don't think he has a role <laughs> in. No. Um, oh, yes. Sorry, yes, Zach. Like, yes, you know does. that I'm, yes, I'm team does. Efron, he, but... He's Connor. He's no, more I, of a Connor I actually a... don't know if he, he yeah, would be good as a Connor, you know. Maybe he's he just would be too... uh, Jared. 
No. Yeah, but even no. there, I'm sorry, Zach. I you know that I'm, I'm totally right. on your right, side, right. but... He's hiding. Yeah, <laughs> all right, there we go. Well, we can talk about this more when we talk about our dream, dream cast. Uh, all right, dream cast. Apart from, obviously... Zach Efron. We've got to strike. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to lose listeners just for the amount of okay, Zac Efron. Okay, so I think, I think just moving forward we need to exclude current cast because Ben Platt's obviously originated this role. Yeah. Hugely successfully and yeah. famously. So who's it's next? like it was who's written taken over for him. But it's it's very hard to know anyone that's that young. Yeah. So... I don't necessarily think it will be someone that is already no. famous. I think they're going to have to find someone that is ready to be famous. <laughs> I think maybe like the Billy Elliot boys are all grown up and of that age just and just like, you know, like can you what see you Tom do? Holland in that role? A little bit, you know? So we'll see what happens. <laughs> I think it'll be an un- I hope that it's someone that's not very well known. Well, that's always the hope. Like, we, we yeah. don't like to keep going back to the same names over and over and yeah. over again. And honestly, Ben Platt is one of those that wasn't known beforehand and is now almost a household name, yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least in musical theatre circles. Um, are there any any people that you could see in the roles around him? Like, for, for the, the mothers or for Connor? Mm. Not anyone I can name. I can give you a vague description of what they look like. Sort <laughs> <laughs> of a blonde, browny head person. Yes. In all the roles. In all the roles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. I, I honestly, I'm drawing a blank because I don't know the show particularly well. Yeah. No. And, and so, so and it's much the young the, cast thing. Yeah. But also, like, the characters are just the emotions surrounding them. So there's not like a, a Ben Platt type, type yeah. or a Heidi type yeah. that you can just kind of, uh, that person fits that type. We could put them in there. Yeah. Um, I so think yeah, it's really hard to cast. Potentially she might be a little bit outside of the age bracket of maybe Evan's mum. However, um, Alison Janey. Yeah, I would yeah. like to see his, um, a one of the two mums, probably Evan's mum, in all honesty, because that hardworking kind of mm-hmm. nurse slash studying yeah, kind yeah. of thing. I could see her doing it. Yeah, so good call. Right, <laughs> I think that's the best we're gonna get. Right, I re- like honestly, I think they're gonna have such a hard time filling these roles once everyone starts. starts well, hopefully, leaving. it sticks around. Like, hopefully, the success isn't based just on. The momentum that well, yeah, Ben Platt's built. They're going to start the tour yeah. anyway. That's probably yeah, already well, cast, right? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I feel like that was a disappointing segment. I know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, uh, if you have any suggestions. Please send yeah. us your Dreamcast. Facebook, Twitter, tell this us. Is, we'll we'll yeah. put them out there because oh, we're, musicals yeah. Musicals teach me. Obviously, we're coming up a blank here. I'm I'm, I feel like I've failed. quite late at night now. <laughs> Sugar's wearing off. We can't think of names. Oh, There's only so many marshmallows I can eat. Okay, okay. If you can't think up cast members for Dear Evan Hansen, just send us sugar. Please. Okay, so 
what top five lists are we putting dear Evan Hansen on? Julie, go first. Just going to put it out there. Top five shows that are double cast. One cast to do the show. One cast for the cast member's arm. You spent two weeks on that. <laughs> I haven't spent two weeks on it. I just have said it previously <laughs> in another episode. And I'm, well, it's on the same list. It is one of the top yeah. five. Which yeah. episode? Go back and listen to all of the others to find out. <laughs> if you start at the beginning, you won't be listening long. <laughs> start at this one, work backwards. <laughs> all right, what else though? Top fives. Top, top five, five suicide. Musicals? Oh, same. Or top five musicals about mental illness. Well, either way, I think there's more about mental illness than there are about suicide. Oklahoma, Mm. Carousel. Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) I guess this one, like, revolves around the act or or consequences of mental illness other than just having a suicide in it. But moving on. Uh, top, top five <laughs> musicals. That can. Are we happy to put it in the top five teenage angsties? Yeah. 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 I th- that was what that was going to be my next one. Top five teenage musicals because there there aren't that many that yeah. are specifically teenage high school yeah. centered. Um, there's probably more that there's are like quite less a few younger but, than, but um, not great ones. Yeah, not above it in the I top. I think ones that like start conversation. Yeah, not really. What about? Look, I could be wrong, but what about top five musicals that are a tough sing for the male lead every single night? Okay, uh, I think there's a lot more. Ooh. A lot of them. There's a lot of them. I know, but yeah. I feel like we're just creating more of them in like this day and age. Yeah. And like, maybe more like emotionally. Like I feel these all are very emotionally driven as opposed to one. I love a lady, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> or I can sing really high. Yeah. I feel like it's a draining. It's a drain. It's a tough thing. Oh, it would be a draining role. Yeah, maybe top five tough draining roles. roles for <laughs> draining roles for men. <laughs> Um, All the others are vampire movies. <laughs> um, top five musicals that incorporate that much technology in the set. Mm, yeah. Sure. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Miss Saigon now probably only uses a screen for the helicopter scene. The new Les Mis. Oh, right. All, All screens. All yeah, LED screens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hairspray was big for that too. Yeah. The arena JCS yeah. was all like text messages flying up and stuff, which is sort of that. similar, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it works Jesus for Evan Hands and I think it's awful for Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> that's just my opinion. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, we always have something positive to say about the Andrew Lloyd Webber show. Look, I think... All the time, guys. <laughs> I think we're starting to see a trend in what <laughs> KB is interested in. More top fives. There's what do you say, top five, Pacek and Paul? Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, They're yeah. Quite prolific, really. They've yeah. done a lot of stuff. They haven't done a lot of, like, full shows, though, have they? They've done I think maybe, like, five, six? Probably, yeah, about, it's probably about five. Yeah, maybe six. There are a couple I didn't mention before, but. Yeah. I think they take on, like, James and the Giant Peach is obviously a show that we know yes, and A yeah. Christmas Story, a show that we know, Dogfight, a, a movie before, like, I think they're very good at They take on properties. Yeah. 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 
But this was theirs. This, was this, this is was theirs. An original musical. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Jeez. <laughs> um, it's a uh, quote from Title of Show. Yeah. Oh, come on. I know. We'll get to it when we do Title of Show. Maybe. <laughs> it may be coming up in the lineup. <laughs> It oh, definitely, are we keeping it a secret? Definitely is. Yeah. Sometimes we say it's, it's definitely coming up. Sometimes we keep it a mystery. <laughs> Today I am in charge of it. One more top five from each of you and then we're stopping. Top five powerhouse mothers. Powerhouse mother for the win, Zane. Top five ghost characters. Yeah. Ooh. I that. Yeah. Oh, no. Why did we do this? <laughs> um, that's yeah, that's what we do every week. I know. <laughs> she only had one in there, potentially two. And the second one is no. <laughs> there is no one. I'm out. I'm uh, fresh top out. five in the list that Julie can't think of. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> um, and I'm going to take that out too. I don't think I can put it in another list. Let's do lessons. <laughs> From dear Evan Hansen. I have one. I have the big one. Whoa. Okay. Oh. Uh, okay. I'm again, bracing <laughs> myself. Two words. Mm. Uh, so big, so small. Don't lie. Don't lie. Right. I think that's it the fixes thing. The whole problem. Like little white lies still have pretty big ethical costs to them, guys. Especially when you just run with it. Yeah. And you turn that little again. white lie into a and bigger again. grey lie yeah. into a huge great black lie that's going to yeah. destroy everything. I believe yeah. it's called snowballing. Yes. Snowballing. Um, I learned that everybody is a, a little lonely and that they all just want to fit in. So, guys, let's just all be friends. No more outcasts. No more outcasts. There's Musical always someone family. there Yay. to hold your hand, guys. Always. Julie? <laughs> <laughs> I learnt that you can work your butt off as a mother, like trying to make a better life and you'll still never really be that appreciated. Until until they turn 18. Yeah. Yeah. And then you start appreciating I mean, that is a long wait. Well, (laughs) you have until about 11 when they like really depend on you and they love you more than anything. Then they have that awkward period. I love that you think that's 11. (laughs) You're looking for the age of four. Uh, okay, well, maybe oh I'm just... In, uh, uh, it's I'm all a scale and everybody's different. Yeah, it's relative. <laughs> I think that maybe a more positive spin on your point might be that... Mums have it hard. Mums have it hard. Yeah. How is that a positive They're spin? also learning as they go, guys. They don't know how to be mothers until they are mothers. So. I'm just saying. <laughs> There's no then. book. Oh, until hang on. they're oh, wait. grandmothers, <laughs> so you have to listen yeah. to your grandmother. Love oh. your mums. <laughs> what did um, you learn, Miranda? What did I learn? Um... I learned – I don't know what I learned. <laughs> I learned something. What, what is it, Sam? I learned that having a broken arm is a way to make friends apparently. Yeah. Well, no, it didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> well, remember no, when, no, it remember did work because he was making a friend with Connor until And then Connor he stuffed had, it. Yeah, and then he had a misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've just had a brand new guest join. <laughs> it's called was... Cockney KB. <laughs> yeah, he was really bad at it, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just didn't get you right. No, he no. didn't. Um, I also learned that if you work blooming hard, you can achieve some pretty great things. Passing and Paul stuck with it. Ben Platt, like, 
he is a machine. He has his routine. He sticks to the routine. And look at him go. Works hard. Works hard. That's impressive. Work hard, win the game. Yeah. If the game is Broadway... I don't know. If I'll, the game yeah, is okay, broad. <laughs> well, I think that works for a lot of different games. <sighs> There's more than one the game. game now. <laughs> There's always more than one game. That's what I learned. No, it's not. What I learned <laughs> from this show in particular. But yeah, um, I I think I learned that I can like a pop song. It hasn't mm. been released as a pop song yet, but it's definitely a pop song. It's definitely a yeah. pop song. Yeah. Is is a pop musical? In a way. And I don't mind it. Like, <laughs> I don't like pop things. I don't, I don't like anything I don't that's like popular. Pop things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I like this music. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, last week to this week, combined lesson, uh, sometimes you can just get a year in the Tonys where two great musicals yeah. butt heads. And uh, this one definitely won out. <laughs> Stupid pop stuff. Stupid pop stuff. I think if you look individually at each of those awards, though, that that Dear Evan Hansen had that m- might have just had a little. I think I think it it definitely reflects the the zeitgeist more. So where we are. Musically, more people yeah. connected. To it's that. more popular, yeah. And so. in terms of its its through line, its themes too. Yeah, there seems to be a real need. To Whereas have a Waitress is a, is a very small, a very small musical about very specific issues. Dear Evan Hansen has a broader appeal, mm. just because the nature of the characters. And I think it's more specific about the its themes and its. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't have to think as hard. In Dear Evan Hansen about what it's trying to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us like to think in a musical, guys. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That is good. I think we we should all do that in all of the musicals. Yeah. Um, I I think there's a lot of um, obvious lessons to learn, like you said, about, you know, don't don't lie, this isn't a solution. Um, But also that... Once things have already gone wrong, mm. you know, honesty is is going to be the best thing for you in it's gonna the end. It's going to fix it. Yeah. yeah. It's not necessarily going to fix everything that you broke. But you're not going to make any more But mess. you're not going to make it work. <laughs> At yeah. some point you have to stop and and just go back to reality <laughs> and, uh, yeah. You it, can't live your life in a fantasy. No. And if you are, like... Surrounded by some dark clouds, just know that there are there is going to be a moment when you're out of that situation and you're away from that particular environment, and it may be okay, and you may be okay. Again, I think I feel like we should just mention here that if you are listening to this podcast and it has brought up any uh, emotional um, oh, we'll uh, triggers, um, yes. yeah, just you know, reach out. There's Beyond Blue. There's Kids Helpline. You know. Everything. Us. us. I mean, just give us a call. Just give us a call. Message. Um, well, I'm not putting my phone number up there. <laughs> no. But you can definitely talk to us on Twitter. To, like, talk to us on Twitter. More email than happy to us. Talk to you. You know. Zane's mobile phone number is. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you it starts with an O and a full one. That's too much information. <laughs> and if you're not listening from Australia, that would be uh, plus six one. <laughs> oh, come four. on, you guys. <laughs> 
And then you can guess the rest. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a fun game for you. All righty. Is that it? Is that all the, all the lessons we've learned from Dear Evan Hansen? Mm. The lessons I've learned. I think there's some big ones in the show. And I think yeah. it's, um, like you said, it's, it's timely, it's yeah. topical, and um, I hope that it sparks conversation in the age group that yeah. needs that help. Yeah. Being teenagers and yep. their parents just yeah. as much. So, hey, mm, yeah. talk to each other, guys. All right. Well, I think that's it from us for today. So thank you very much for listening to us talking at you and about dear Evan Hansen. And thanks to KB for picking such a great show to chat about. Thanks, Aww, KB. No worries, thanks guys. For great thanks, thanks for indulging Ooh. my love of so Paul. It Welcome. was our pleasure. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, talk about dear Evan Hansen, dear talk Evan about Hansen. the lessons you've learned, uh, give us a hand on those top fives that we had trouble with yeah. today. Yeah. No, the casting Oh, the, the casting. Issue. Yeah. Yes. Who we would you cast trouble as, with the casting today. as Evan Hansen? And everyone else in the show. Anyway, you can get in touch with us and tell us those things uh, on Facebook. Uh, find us at Musicals Teach Me or Twitter at Musicals Teach Me. That's the same handle, guys, for both of those things. Uh, Patreon, we decided to go with something a little bit different. So if you Ooh. want to chuck a couple of bucks out of a month, um, we can do some fancy things with that cash. Yeah. And by um, sugar. By sugar, yep. so that we can think. Of names, um, and that's M T M E I K. So patreon.com slash all the first letters only of musicals taught me everything I know, and that is the name of the podcast, guys. What? Just it's right it out there. there. It's right, right there. there. It's Just long. There's a lot of words in it. But we can get through it, you and me together. Um, If you're having trouble finding any of those things, all of the links are at our home on the web. That's not canonproductions.com slash here it comes again, M-T-M-E-I-K. Musicals told me everything I know. Um, (laughs) If you want to send us an email, which, I mean... You could do that. You could. And And then we could read it. And we could talk about it on the episode. If you send us a really interesting email, we might talk about it. Well, even if you don't, I, the scribe, during the episodes, (laughs) will reply to you. If you have a question that you want the host to answer about, well, any of the get to know you questions, something similar to that. Feel free to get in touch with something specific and lengthy, I suppose, by email. (laughs) Musicals taught me podcast at gmail.com. And all of those things are going to be in the show notes. Um, Get in touch with us on any of those platforms. Go to iTunes, subscribe, hit that subscribe button if you listen to us. That's the first step. That's the first step. And then, you know, Give us a rating and a five a star rating if you're feeling super generous. Five is good. Five is well. Five is, is technically the best. Of, oh, that's out, of, out five. of five. Out of five. I know you that guys is generous. Yes. Thank you for loving us that oh much. Yeah. <laughs> five star. Um, and guess what? What? Now it's time to go home. We're gonna. Go, oh, we have to stop talking. Goodbye. It's been fun. Goodbye. But before goodbye. we go, let's all say our names one more time on three. One. No, I'm kidding. One at a time. <laughs> Do it. I'm Zancy Weber. Kristen Barros. Julie Eisentrager. And I'm Miranda Selwood. Thank you very much for Thanks, listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. 
Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens.